Episode 126, Making Time for All the Parts of You. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I am loving that you keep coming back for more and more episodes. You're really holding tight onto your elite status every moment you spend perfecting your craft. And as we know, podcasts are a great professional development opportunity, and I'm just honored that you value this show enough to learn with me every week. Well, I've learned another lesson, and I can't wait to share it with you. This podcast episode is especially for teachers in distress as we talk about the never-equal equation of work-life balance. Let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Before I get into the rationale for this particular episode, I recently realized that I've been podcasting for a few years now, and I guess it's turning into more than a hobby as teachers around the world are tuning in weekly and sharing out their takeaways. Shout out to those of you new elite educators who recently found the podcast and have been diligently binging in your free time. In honor of taking this whole podcasting thing more seriously, I've invested in myself and the power of this little show, and I purchased a new microphone. And as a birthday present last month, my husband bought me a new MacBook Air. So wahoo for an upgrade in my tech life. I am loving the quality of sound on this thing. Holy cow. All right, now that I got that out of the way, let's dive into the goodness that is in this episode. As if you didn't know, life is up and down, left and right, and you just rarely cruise through. And this season of life for me has been really challenging, if I'm being totally honest with you. When I left the small world of my classroom as a teacher and entered the bigger world of leading teachers, I went into that new phase with gusto. I I took the world by storm. I worked all hours of day and night. I was reinvigorated with a new sense of purpose. I loved what I was doing and I couldn't stop. Well, then I got married and had our first child and holy hell, If my world didn't change, I swore I wasn't going to lose my life just because I had a kid. And I did keep that promise to myself, but there was a cost. You know, although I'm not out Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights with friends at some, you know, cool new places around the city of Charlotte, I do have at least weekly playdates with my mommy friends and weekend days out with my husband and baby. And, you know, my life's different, but I still have a life, thank God. And to me, when this all started, that was what really mattered to me. But now, my work life, on the other hand, is freaking hard. I want to do all the things, and I want to do them well, but I just can't. I mean, do you know how hard it is for a type A person who loves what they do to have to say no more than they're comfortable doing and pull back to, what, 80 miles per hour instead of maxing out over 100? Well, in case you can't fathom that, it's freaking hard and uncomfortably hard and sacrificially hard. And some days I just don't know if I can do it or honestly if I want to do it. Some of you who don't know my story might be confused as to what I'm alluding to. So let me just pause for a second to get you up to speed. So when I left teaching, I worked for the New Teacher Project as a new teacher coach. 
And I, at the time, I was also taking on other projects with this nonprofit, like resume mining and evaluating applications and interviewing candidates and making teacher assignments at different schools nationwide. And when I got pregnant, I realized I wasn't going to be able to do all of these projects plus my coaching work. And so I started pulling back on the projects I said yes to. And then every time I said no, I had this pinch of guilt. You know, slowly I felt like I wasn't myself. I never said no. I took on new challenges with like a can-do attitude and loved every minute of it. But my circumstances really honestly no longer allowed me to be free with my time. I couldn't conduct interviews over the phone with a crying newborn in the background. I I couldn't go to schools to coach and hire teachers, you know, with a newborn on my hip. And so I was left to the few projects that allowed me to continue my work with a new teacher project at my convenience. And they were flexible jobs in terms of deadlines. And, you know, I've made it work up until this point, a year after my daughter was born. So now that you're up to date, I'm freaking tired of making it work. I want to get back to my work life. I loved what I was doing and Coaching work continues to come in, and I take what I can. Thankfully for family and friends that watch my baby girl, but I can't take anything long-term. I just can't balance it. And my little girl is wise beyond her years and mobile like a two-year-old at the age of one, and I can you know, barely get anything done that I used to be able to get done. So again, my circumstances force me to say no. Ugh. I hate to say this, but sometimes I feel like my identity is being lost in all of this pulling back. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my daughter. I love being home with her. I think it's the best, most fun job on the planet. It definitely fulfills almost all of me. But there is this little part that aches to just be me. Like, not a mom 24-7. I want to be a wife and just a wife. I want to be Gretchen and just Gretchen. I don't always want to be clocked in as a mom or as an entrepreneur. You know, there are all these other parts of me that are getting neglected and I have house chores and fitness and friends and faith. I mean, you name it. All of that has to go on pause. And I know some of you listening to me get it. You're working multiple jobs to make ends meet. You barely have time to meet your current job requirements before you're rushing off to the next job. You also probably have kids at home that you have to care for. So even after your multiple jobs in one day, you still have laundry to fold and clothes to iron and dishes to wash. And you too never get to clock out of your professional and personal life. And I feel like many of us are struggling to find that work-life balance. But it's more than just work and life. It's finding a way to be you on the job, you as a parent, you as a significant other, you as you. There's zero time and like little energy. And this is where I am right now in a funk, down in the dumps, frustrated, distressed, so many different feelings. And so I started to think through my personal pity party and just get to solutions because I can't stand being down and down for too long. And if you're like me, you start prioritizing work because, well, it pays the bills and you obviously need that. And in doing that, then your personal life suffers because you have no time to hang out with friends or family And when you do have time, you have no energy and you just collapse on the couch to catch up on Netflix. And then you quickly realize, you know, I got a better balance. And you learn how to kind of rearrange your schedule so you abide by the requirements of the job. But you're no longer living in the school building or your classroom. And that might work for a while and even bring some happiness back to your life. But there's still missing pieces in this equation. And once you have time cut out for yourself, you realize quickly it's not enough time because 
In that slice of pie, you also have friends and family and hobbies and a love life and personal achievements you're working towards. So down in the dumps you go again. You know, you have too many parts of you that need time to rejuvenate and fulfill and not enough time and energy to do it. So here's what I learned to do in three easy steps. Step one, schedule the time. Look at your calendar for next month. Write in all of your requirements in terms of your job and your life. And then what's left is where you can cycle through these other parts of you. And as a quick warning, you most likely aren't going to be able to hit every part of you every time, but you can get more than you had before. So for example, I have a few precious moments on Saturday mornings when my daughter goes down for a nap and my husband is sometimes sleeping in or he's doing errands or doing yard work. And I can't say Okay, every Saturday, this chunk of time is dedicated to me, like running or gardening or watching my favorite show because I can't fit it all in every week. So the first Saturday is working out. The next Saturday is gardening. The next Saturday is for lazy PJs and TV shows. And then the last Saturday of the month, I leave open and just deciding, you know, based on my mood, what I want to do. So I can't make every part of me fit every week, but with this revolving cycle, I can make every part of me fit every month. And that's better than never having time for all the parts of me. So it's baby steps. So step number two, protect the time. Now that you have it on your schedule, you have got to protect it. You can't say yes to something that eats into your scheduled me time. As much as I want to go shopping with a girlfriend or see a movie with my husband, if I already have something plugged in during that time frame... I have to say yes in the future, but not right now. That means let me get my calendar out and find a time in the future that I can do whatever it is you're asking me to do because I want to do it, but I already have something going on right now. Even if it's like sitting on the couch in my pajamas instead of doing something else that came up, I really have to protect this time because honestly, relaxation, the art of doing nothing is sometimes more important than filling up your calendar with doing things. I can't tell you how many times I'm exhausted from my fun weekend and I have nothing left to give on Monday morning to my job. So remember by protecting your time, you're ensuring your tank gets refilled, even if you feel silly saying no to fun so you can sit on your couch and do nothing. Like, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I'm relaxing. (laughs) But it's no for now, but not no for later. So get it on the calendar in the future. Step number three, last step, make the most of the time. So you carved out the time on your calendar, you protected this moment so nothing interfered, and now it's time to do whatever it is you planned. But that means you are present and you're focused, so don't worry about what you got going on later or what alerts on your phone are going off. You really got to enjoy this treasure time, even though it's like 20 minutes and you wish it was going to be like two hours. It is what it is. You got to just live it up. And as you kind of get the hang of this new system, you'll find other ways to carve out longer periods of time. But for now, it's baby steps and you get what you get, so you might as well enjoy it. So if you're like me and you're struggling to make time for all the different parts of you that need attention and rejuvenation so that you can be your best, these suggestions will certainly help you. You can't just keep life moving and disregarding these other aspects because they are the most important Thing than you have ever realized. Schedule the time, protect the time, make the most of the time. And then you'll start finding, you know, this work-life balance. Your energy levels are going to increase and your overall happiness and fulfillment will definitely peak. So I hope you found my honest confession helpful and relieving and you aren't in this alone. 
life changes and we've got to adjust. We're not perfect. But I hope instead of you judging me, (laughs) you find some nugget in what I shared to take away and bless your life in a new way. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast and making time for all the parts of you. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details. 